Can you dig it? Welcome to Cathode Ray Mission, Halloween edition. It's me, Big R Hire, Randy Hire, coming to you live, Oklahoma City. And as always, with me live via satellite, I have Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. Will, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you, Randy? I'm doing all right. Having a little fun here on CRM tonight. Why not? Uh... This week, we're talking about a little movie called Night of the Demons, directed by, written and directed by Kevin S. Tenney, sort of an unsung weirdo auteur guy from the 80s who made a couple incredible classics that we'll talk about a little bit. Night of the Demons. Will, tell me what you thought about Night of the Demons. Give me a quick run through. <laughs> Night of the Demons is a movie that I've seen before. I am more familiar with the sequel, Night of the Demons 2, which was kind of uh, a late night classic in, when I was in high school. Yes. Um, which, you know, a lot like uh, uh, The Evil Dead 2, Night of the Demons 2 is in many ways a repeat of uh, the first movie with some extra stuff in it. Uh, I think characters are a little bit more fleshed out. But... Um, so Night of the Demons 1 is one that I have not watched as often, but I've watched it like three times now in the last week and a half. <laughs> well, Night of uh, the Demons 2 is Brian Trenchard Smith, mm-hmm. who is, he made famously BMX Bandits and uh, Leprechaun 3 and 4 and like Dead in Drive-In maybe or something. He's an Aussie filmmaker, came to America. He makes, he can make, he's like Jim Wynerski or what, Wynarski. He can make... A movie on a, a big budget, low budget, it doesn't matter what you got. Yeah. Well, he just makes movies compulsively. Uh, it's got, it's just got a, a faster energy to it mm-hmm. than this movie. That said, this is still rock and roll, in my opinion. I, still a very, yeah. like, a punk in spirit movie to me. I really, yeah, just watching this again, I hadn't watched it in a long time since I have now watched it like three times in a row, essentially. Um, no, like I really enjoyed watching it every other, every every time I watched it, I liked it more and more and more. Um, it it comes out in 1987, 88, um, where it's a really interesting time. I, I want to say this like time period between like 1987 and 1992 is a really interesting time as uh, in movies aesthetically. Yes. You're having that time, kind of Tim Burton, kind of rising up, Beetlejuice, Batman. The opening so, credits were reminding me of Tim Burton, kind of. Yeah, and, and, and the way that Angela is dressed had a very Tim Burton feel to it. So you mm. see that transition kind of happening away from like what we think of as classic 80s horror and into kind of a more 90s horror style. Um, so yeah, you're right on the money. It's 88 is when this yeah. movie came out. So it's really one of those bridge movies, and um, it isn't a, a slasher in the way that like... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th is where you have a monster. It is demon possession. And so really a lot of the demons and the monsters that you see are like the teenagers who are getting killed. Okay, here's something I was thinking about. Um, When do... Is Evil Dead 
the originator of the con the marrying Night of the Living Dead and Exorcist together. You know, so it's like a siege movie, but instead of zombies, it's demonic possession, which is far different, you know, which can have like mind control, mind games, fucking, you know, like Yeah. Like demons are um not mindless, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's what that's what this is. This is clearly like inspired by Evil Dead, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like undeniably. And also Return of the Living Dead as well. Yeah. But I was wondering, is Evil Dead the original movie? Like there's de- Demons is a key movie in that genre, but that's 85. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Demons? I haven't seen Demons. Uh, that's a Which movie. I, I, I'm aware of that movie though. Yeah. It's about demonic, um, possession outbreak in a theater. And it's mm. everyone's trapped in the theater and people are getting possessed by <laughs> demons and shit. And it fucking, it's awesome. You know, <laughs> um, there's the beyond, which came mm-hmm. out the same year as evil dead. Uh, and Fulci has a couple movies. <laughs> That are sort of like more instead of zombies, it's like demonic possession. I'm just curious. I don't know. There probably yeah. there's got to be a precedent before Evil Dead, but Evil Dead's clearly like an extremely important movie, you know? Yeah, because like I'm thinking of like The Exorcist, which is just straight up possession, or you have a movie like The Entity. Did you ever see that one? It's about a woman who was who was raped by a ghost. That's what has the white cat on the poster. Uh, I don't know. I I think it's just a bright light, but that's a wild movie. Fair enough. Um, I've not seen the entity. um, But yeah, for this being like kind of locked in a situation, but it's also like the haunted house. They release the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going for a party like a bunch of kids would, you know, Party at the lake, and then there's a, a a mad killer. It's a legendary setup too. Like, all yeah, these, I mean, these, it's a crazy cast of kids. And the thing, the thing is about this movie is that like you've seen all this shit before. You've seen it happen in every horror movie. Um, but the things they choose, the things they choose to kind of cobble together, I think is really what makes this movie and makes it a little bit smarter. Um, yeah, not I to agree. say that it is smart. It is just a. <laughs> It it takes like a lot of the really most entertaining things and stitches them together in a way that it's not just a mishmash of like put everything you like in the blender and see what comes out. It's just like no, they put a little bit of thought into it. Yeah, and it turns out that's all it takes to make it interesting. But you do have speaking of the Evil Dead, you do have like the part where the demon actually comes in and possesses that girl in the tutu. Oh yeah, you have that camera like where it's flying around, and it's like. You know, you can and see that demon is in you there. They have can a smell little it. respect. That's Linnea Quigley, the girl in the oh, tattoo. That, oh, really? Is she yeah. like a horror movie? Uh, oh, have you seen Return of the Living Dead? No, I haven't. Uh, okay. Oh, well. I know that's a classic too. That we'll I do that some, someday, someday yeah. down the road. But uh, that to me is that's a five star movie. And Linnea Quigley yeah. famously dances, has like a nude dance in the middle of the movie. And mm. like one of the big things. And everything starts happening. She's completely naked and stuff. Well, she's like, she basically does that in two different scenes in this movie: is topless and bottomless. 
Indeed. different parts of in this movie. But she's just great. I love I love her. She's in Silent Night, Deadly Night. She's in mm. Jacko. She's in, uh, she has like tiny little roles, like in, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, when he like rips, when there's like the faces in his chest or whatever, she's one of them. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know. Just like, she has weird little like credits and stuff like that too. Wow. She's like a regular in horror. Super interesting actor. Like definitely she's, and just the fact that she's in both this movie and Return of the Living Dead or yeah, Return of the Living Dead, which are just two of the best, like punk rock horror classic movies mm-hmm. uh i just she's she's legend in my opinion i love her so a little bit about what this movie is about um you know it's halloween uh kids are going to go to a party uh, at an old crematorium mortuary uh that has been just abandoned for years and they're going to do this with this girl they know named angela who is a freaky girl who's into all that witchcraft and shit. Um, and so while they're at the party, they're having a good time. The boombox goes dead. They decide to have a seance to view their past lives. And the seance goes wrong. A demon is Yeah, released, they actually conjure the devil on accident. Um, who can't, a couple things, can't go back home. The demons can't go back home because it's Halloween. So they can't go back to hell. And also they can't, they can't cross a body of water. And so there's this weird thing about there's a wall built around the house that, that signifies an underground river. And if you're, <laughs> you're safe from the demons, you know, I mean, why not? Um, that all made but, sense. That was good to me. It was, that, cool it, to was set it was a, a boundary you can't get over, you know, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It was, it made for a great ending climax. Uh, I thought, but you're right about, um, this being more than like a slasher, this being more than um, a possession movie, because there are parts where one of the characters dressed uh, as Alice from Alice in Wonderland is in like these hallways and doors keep slamming. Yeah. Reality is being bent. They can't get out of this house because the demons are trapping them there. And all the, uh, I love all the Angela floating down the hallway. Yeah. Shit, and they really go for that in part two. They like perfect the, the like, and that shit to me, it, it just taps into something in my brain. I don't know that it really legitimately does like fucking kind of chill. gives me, freaks me out yeah. a little bit, you know, like to have like a super malevolent presence, like, and Angela, Let's also say the makeup on the demons is fantastic. Like they, they look gross and scary and stuff. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like and, she's and even the effects, hovering like the practical down the effects in this, super fast. Yeah, absolutely. Are are very limited, but they're very good when they're when they're on screen. Um, you see a lot of crazy shit. Like the the scene where both of them are on fire mm-hmm. in the hallway is crazy, um, and. Yeah, just a lot of weird psychedelic stuff in this, which I think really kind of put this above a lot of other shit. Um, but also, the the characters are, like, great. Everybody's really oh, yeah. chewing it up. Like, because you got this guy. It's one of the most legendary characters in any horror movie, in my opinion, Stooge. Stooge, who is um, introduced <laughs> wearing a pig nose. And I have never seen anyone... Look more like a fucking pig. Than that guy. <laughs> Absolutely, and he's like that. No, he's belonged pig. on that man. Yeah, um, 
it says so much about who he is. It's amazing. All it is is like that haircut and adding a nose to him is all it took. And you're he like, I know looks exactly who that guy is. Exactly like Bebop. Yep. Like. Yep. And that's who he is. That's. Yeah. He he's is a piece like of shit. pre-transformation Bebop. He's like abusive to his girlfriend. Like zero to 60. He's just like a huge piece of shit. But he's just like the actor is he got he got some crazy lines and he was like, fuck it. Let's do this, you know, and like there's probably some improv going on. And I mean, then there's the boyfriend character who's all like, hey, what's going on? It's like, where's this set? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Is this the Midwest, California? Then there's got like this fucking Danny Zuko ass, like Richard Grieco. Type character walking in, it's like yeah, you got him. He's weird, and then the, you got like um, the other boyfriend who all he wants to do is get laid, and he's like kind of a preppy dude, mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know, piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like the Stooges girlfriend who I kept forgetting about. Yeah. Um, she kept like disappearing, and I'm like, oh yeah, she's in this movie. Uh, I love and then you the got Asian. Uh, girl. Oh yeah, the, the Asian girl. That couple. I'm like, they're the only good people in this movie. I know, I know. They're and just I like a happy couple ha- having a party, you know. And but she's like, you see her in the back. She's in the back seat. There's like this whole extended them driving up, and she's just doing so much work. If you watch her in the background, like she's so in the in the scene and shit. Mm-hmm. I think, and all most of the actors in this are really. Of course, it's one of those movies where it's like. The leads, they fucking shoot every, all movies, not all movies, but a lot of movies do this, like shoot themselves in the foot by like, we cast like this pretty person mm. who can barely act as the lead, you know? And then all of these wonderful character actors around them that bring this movie mm. to life. But it's like sort of a nothing performance from the, the lead uh, actress in this movie, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. But I mean, even... Like you get her by the end of the movie, her, and then you get the Roger character, like which is a very rare thing about a black man living to the end of a horror movie. Yeah, when you I know, might be being hard on her, she's good in it, but I don't. She's know. fine. I think she has a different purpose of this movie, but also like having Angela is so strong, and Linnea Quigley is so strong. I think. Yeah, it, it's like Angela. If you were to look at the cover of this movie, it's like, and all the entire trilogy, you really think that Angela is like a Freddy Krueger type, uh, when really she is just one of the, she's the one that incites the seance, the one that, you know, gets possessed first, maybe, uh, not even first, but she's just like. No, she's first, because she turns around, she's at the fire, and she like turns around, yeah. or whatever, yeah. And so, yeah, right before she kills Stooge. And so, like, I don't know. She has the the look that they're trying to kind of present, I guess, for this movie. And so and she was the one that brought back. I think she's iconic, honestly. Like, yeah. the look and the cover, the poster and everything, it it's as good as Pinhead or any of that. Oh, yeah. Shit. Like, I mean, you I go into yeah. part two, you really feel that, she, like, she has, like, I feel like I always thought she had a bigger story. Mm-hmm. And she, did, she, she does. And it's really not that much of it other than... She's the weird girl. She had a party, <laughs> had a seance, got everyone possessed, got a bunch of people killed, and now she's back for part two. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, 
this movie, it has kind of everything I would expect from the movie. You know, it has, you know, spooky house, party, references to punk bands that I know that I can point and say, hey, I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, some good murders, zombie-like characters, um, and pretty girls. So, like, it's kind of... <laughs> You know, it, it kind of has everything for a movie from this era. Um, Indeed. But um, I don't know. The whole beginning of it I really like, too, because it does feel like a much older movie. And it does feel like more of an 80s movie. And this is the whole, like, boyfriend going to the girl's house to pick her up meets this the 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 younger brother mm-hmm. who's Who, just, like, insulting him, like, burning him. The little brother's introduced by being like, you got a nice set of tits or whatever like he says some crazy thing to his sister i know and it's like there's this movie called elves that also has an exchange between a little brother and a sister like that it's like what the we're like it's a a young actor in a scene with a woman who is in her 20s who is in her underwear does that happen in that movie yeah yeah like granted he has a rubber mask on but i think they pulled that rubber mask off Hey, I mean, it was a different time, you know? I guess, yeah, very much. Yeah, the brother is really funny. He's just, like, roasting everybody. I want want him in another movie. And then the mom makes, like, fudge logs, and they look like shit, like literal pieces of shit. And the the little kid is like... They look like like, rabbit turds. Yeah, they look like rabbit turds, mom, and the mom looks so hurt. Yeah. (laughs) She, like, walks away. It's like, damn. The movie... It's kind of mean, you know, like, yeah, it's not safe. It's, it's got like kind of a mean, but fun mean energy. Like it's one of those movies that gets away with it because it's like, it's smart enough and it gives you everything you want. And when you are like, man, that'd be funny if this happened, stuff like that does happen, Yeah, you know? Like, yeah. And it's sort of unpredictable though. I mean, it's a, it's a, a really good movie. I mean, I think yeah. it's a. Rightfully, it's a classic. You know, I mean, I did I did read a re- review where people were talking that it was a bit sexist, and I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can but- see that pretty clearly. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, not to like just kind of wipe that off. It's like, no, no, I do it. There it is. It is very clearly there, um, as it was in a lot of places at this time as well. Uh, so rightfully pointing it out from the 2020 lens that it is there and it is present. Um, do you think he's is, trying to do something with it though? You know, I don't like, know, I man. I feel like, cause okay. There's like this whole scene with Linnea Quigley at the beginning where she's like bending over and it's just a full on shot yeah. of her underwear, like her butt, you know, like, and it, it's like. And these dudes are like staring at her, and what what is happening in the scene is she's doing that. So Angela is just robbing them blind in the back, basically like filling mm-hmm. up like a huge sack full of chips and all sorts of beer, yeah. all sorts of shit. Well, these two dumb clerks are just like watching her ass, like. And then yeah. so then they have an exchange where it's like, I don't know, she's just like. She sort of like gets, she has the upper hand on them, you know, but it's like, it's like everybody kind of, it's like everybody wins, like the way. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, it was weird. And then, and then her character is like, 
is acting very girlish and stuff. I just feel like maybe I'm giving them too much benefit of a doubt or on it or whatever, but I feel like they were uh, trying yeah. to do something that maybe I, that, they weren't I don't know. Really successful with. I mean, it's and judging from like the part two, which is just like even more of that. Yeah, but I'm like, ah, yeah. I'm kind of judging it on Kevin. I'm putting it on Kevin S. Tenney, the guy yeah. who like wrote and directed this movie, because the second movie is like he might maybe wrote the second one and it's directed by Brian Trenchard Smith, or he's just like a producer or something. I can't remember mm. what the involvement. He is like way less involvement. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's sort of. I mean, it's undeniable. It's sort of. It is what it is. But I think. Like Stooge, for instance, is a guy who says a lot of sexist things. There may even, I mean, I know the little boy says uh, like the F word. He says like a homophobic slur. Yeah. And there's probably more of that in there, honestly, than I'm even remembering, you know. But like, I feel, I feel like the movie is making. Like it's like Stooge is meant to be an like a piggish, ugly character. Oh, most definitely. You know definitely. what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's not like the movie is like, and yeah, it is. It's mace. It's mostly like driven by women, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, and then with a one black character who like lives. Yeah, and you know that's something I noticed in the in the in part two as well. It's one thing I remember about that movie is that, um, okay, most horror movies, if a woman has sex with a guy, it, they're probably going to die, you know, especially if it's the first sex scene in a movie. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to die during that or shortly afterwards. And I remember in the sequel, that doesn't happen. In fact, that's the the girl that lives at the very end is, you know, she's has a sex scene. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, that's interesting why they would choose, like, they usually have some sort of morality thing where the good virgin lives or whatever. Yeah. And they're deciding not to do that with this movie and making this person who's ultimately kind of the hero of it uh, be like, no, like, you can be an adult and have a boyfriend and have sex with your boyfriend and still be the hero of this. It's not like you're bad or a bad person. Yeah. So that that was always something that, like, stuck out for me. Because I was always expecting to see this from a horror movie, because that's what always happens in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like that was happening with this movie and why it kind of is talked about more than any of the half dozen, you know, triple triple dozen um, Friday the 13th knockoffs that came out, you know, in its wake. Well, yeah, this is, I mean... This is not a slasher movie, but yeah, I see I see what you're saying. It is adjacent to Friday the 13th because it's an ensemble of teens yeah. encountering a malevolent force that is picking them off one by one. But it's, in this case, like, what, cha- what flips this movie is that instead of dying and having one guy come, when you die, you're possessed, and then you come back as a demon, and the demon's So, like, alive. there's more and more and more people... And so, yeah, the ratio shifts to where it's, like, nothing but Dean. And, like, I love, there's, like, this scene, 
spoiler alert, Stooge is turned into a demon. <laughs> and there's like this scene towards the end where he like in slow motion busts through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then does not a whole lot, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I think it is just like what puts this movie over the top and makes it a classic despite its short. Like, okay, for instance, I was talking earlier about Return of the Living Dead. Which you watch that movie, will I think you actually really like it a lot because it's just it's so it's written by Dan O'Banion and uh, directed by him who wrote like Alien and mm. um, some other stuff. So I'm not going to yeah. mind right now, but uh, I it's just like that movie is so fucking smart. There's no fat on it. Nothing is wasted. It's very funny. It's also a legit, good, scary zombie movie at times, you know? But yeah. It's like a very funny movie. It's like hard, biting satire and shit, and it all works, and it's made by a sure hand of somebody who is smart, you know? Yeah. That you can totally trust, you know? Whereas this movie is not exactly that, you know. Right. But at the same time, Kevin S. Tenney, I mean, you look at his filmography, he made Witchboard, Witchboard 2, Witch Trap, and it's like there's all this hilarious marketing around Witch Trap that's like, not to be confused with Witchboard, and like, like I have the From tape. the same director as Witchboard. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. not not part of that exactly. universe. It's like universe. almost like the same font and yeah. shit. It's like, it's fucking, it's beautiful, and... That movie is, is he just a, it's, I love, I love when some fucking weirdo gets to make more than one movie. And that's what this shit is. Like, yeah, he's like a dude that could just get shit done. And I mean, you, it's undeniable. This movie has an energy to it. The score mm -hmm. is great. Like, I, I love the keyboard score, but then the, all the, they add like music that you've never, it's like pop music you've like never heard. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. He, all the actors are turned up to 11, like has great practical effects. And it's just like kind of, it's sort of scary, especially when I was a kid. I thought it was extremely scary. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just think that all of that shit is what, that's why it's what it is, you know, and why yeah. people talk about it and come back to it and stuff today. Definitely. Uh, well, why don't we go ahead and take a break and come back with our big roundup. Let's round it up. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. I 
would rather have a day job than be a Pokemon mascot. Han Solo is clearly more attractive than Indiana Jones. I would take the Star Wars trilogy over the Matrix trilogy any time. The Legend of Zelda versus Super Mario. Who's better in bed, Jafar or Gaston? And would Thanos masturbate with the Infinity Gauntlet or not? Every week, Nerd Rage The Great Debates brings you the funniest comics, writers, and podcasters to settle some of geekdom's most divisive topics. Find us on Spotify or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back to Cathode Ray Mission Halloween Edition. This is Big R Hire and Will Scoville wrapping it up. Will, Night of the Demons, Kevin S. Tenney's film, Night of the Demons, one zero to five. Hit me. Uh, I'm going to give this one, you know, it. it is a very, again, I'm... I like horror. I'm not a huge horror buff. Uh, so you have to take that into account whenever I rate something. Um, with this one, though, because it's so much connected to, to Night of the Demons 2, which I, I love that movie for no real good reason other than I saw it with a friend in the 90s and had a good time watching it uh, that one time. So that's why it stuck. But as the beginning of the lore of that movie, what brought that movie to life. Um, the fact that this very well could have been a bad movie, but somehow nails everything it's trying to do. Um, is still goofy enough that you can laugh and have fun with it. Uh, I am going to give this one a four star rating uh, out of five stars. So oh, four out shit. of five for Night of the Demons. That's like an extremely high rating for me. I really like this movie. Yeah, I think it's good. Well... Well, I also am going to give this, well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to give it four stars too. I can't believe you and me are rating this the same rating and I yeah. like love, the, I feel like I love this movie, but okay. Yeah. I'm giving it four. No, I gave it on Letterboxd. I was trying, that's what I, I was like, well, I think, uh, you know, I was talking slowly. Yeah. I gave it four and a half. On Letterboxd, and that was right after watching it, so maybe I should say that. To be honest, a little peek behind the curtain, guys. This is another movie I've seen a ton of times. I watched yeah. like 30 minutes of it, and I was like, I can just talk about Night of the Demons, you know? We can get into <laughs> it. Um, so I'll settle, though. I want to just echo what you're saying. Let's go four stars. This is a rock-solid movie. Four stars. No, damn it. Look at that poster. Everybody... Anyone listening out here, I want you to pull up what the poster of Night of the Demons looks like right now. I will probably have a picture of Angela in the artwork for this episode. Oh, yeah. I'm putting it... That brings it right up. Four and a half. I I mean, this movie connects personally to me. Um, It goes back to me being just like a little kid. I remember this girl, Erin Wakefield, wherever she's at. Maybe, I don't know. I can say that name. Who knows? Um, she was like, I watched some movie called Night of the Demon. She was describing it to me. The part where she's like warming my hands by the fire. And she turns around and her hands are on fire and shit. She was telling <laughs> me about Stooge and all that shit. And I was just like, I've got to see this movie. <laughs> and that same girl also told me about a movie called Demon Night. <laughs> Which I'm going to be recommending when we get to the recommendations, but man, I just like it's just it's just a great movie that I I love it. I I think Night of the Demons is terrific. So yeah, 
Four and a half stars from me. Will, Very cool. give me some recommendations based on... Oh, man, recommendations uh, based on this one. I, man, I got I to gotta dip into my horror well there. And I had one kind of ready to go, and I've forgotten it already. Um, you know, something from the same era that is a horror comedy that's a little bit more mainstream, but I love it anyway, is, of course, Beetlejuice. Uh, one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think it got the horror elements right. Of course, Tim Burton. Um, I think it got, you know, very... It's, I don't get to see a lot of good horror comedies these days. I see a lot of attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's very rare that you see one kind of, like, land really hard. And um, Beetlejuice is definitely that. It also, uh, again, came out around the same era. So you see a lot of that same kind of fashion choices between Angela and uh, Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. Um, And then I would also say like The Craft is very much, uh, it came Mm. a little bit later and ties more into the sequel of this movie, but also is very much uh, in that aesthetic uh, kind of era uh, that I really enjoy. No way is Feruza Balk not inspired by Angela in this movie. Like, yeah, absolutely no. And but then also, Angela's probably inspired by um, Winona Ryder. Yeah, right. So yep, very cool. What do you got, Randy? Damn. What do you got for a recommendation? Well, you know what? Yeah, this is a horror comedy. I will say there's like funny parts to it. There's scary. I do actually. I don't know what it is. It's a goofy movie, but this like something about this movie like fucking scares. Me. It like yeah. really scares me. To think about trying to get out of some place and not being able to, and then like, like zombies are like scary, yeah. But right. if they're like lumbering, it's like you know, there's like they even deal with it a little bit in Night of the Living Dead. Where it's like, well, we can just kind of like run past them, and they do, <laughs> you know, to go get the truck or whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, this is more like something that's smarter than me that exists on like a different plane dimension it's like you know a demon basically that's like designed to inflict the most pain on me possible and it doesn't want me to leave you know like that kind of shit i don't know just like and not being able to outrun something you know Mm -hmm. it's scary to me i guess so like um but anyway i don't know um so I think Return of the Living Dead, I brought that up a lot. That's just like a rock-solid movie. That one, uh, Reanimator, is a clearly just like an incredible a movie that mixes horror and comedy very effectively. American Werewolf in London. Demon Knight. Demon Knight is another, it's a great, you kind of, you get sort of the best of all world. I think Demon Knight is... I mean, I love Demon Knight. I actually, I have it ranked at five stars. I, oh, do you really? I love it. It's, I mean, I'm a huge Tales from the Crypt fan anyway. And I think to me, it has the full credit sequence of the TV show in it. It's like literally like an hour, 15 minute episode of Tales from the Crypt with like all this like bumper shit at the beginning and end. But like, yeah. it's just like, it's so good. Like Billy Zane is f- like just so <laughs> fucking awesome in it. He's like the main yeah. demon, and he- that was like the height of his like of his Billy Zane ness. Um, 
was in that era as well. So like it, you're seeing top notch Billy Zane. Oh, absolutely. This is like, this is like, okay. Like dead calm is like Billy Zane announces himself to the world, you know, but this to me is like, it's like the big show. It should have been the big, the big, big show to me, but mm-hmm. like this movie just never caught on the way it should have. But to me, I just think it's like, it's a dream, perfect A plus movie. I love demon Knight, So I'll recommend those four movies. If you like, I mean, in a host of others, any kind of horror, a horror comedy is, is a fun genre, you know? Yeah. You can find there's like shitty one. Like I just watched that babysitter killer queen. And to me, it's like, I mean, I'll watch any kind of horror movie, especially something that has like a budget and stuff or like any kind of whatever. And it's presented to me for free or ostensibly for free on a streaming service I pay for, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. And I did. And it was like, I don't, you know, I mean, it's already, it's just sort of like, water off a fucking duck's back you know like it's like it doesn't mean it i already forgot it you know but it, like yeah. watching it i was like whatever but night of the demons some movies like that you find something like that you got yourself a stew going you know what i mean <laughs> all right so uh that i think that just about wraps everything up for this week uh randy you got anything to announce anything to promote oh i'm in chat pile also check out randy rules on spotify maybe if you want to i always forget to promote that um everyone be good to each other you know don't be a fucking dick keep your mask on how about it you know like don't let's not be stupid about masks and whatnot (laughs) Like it's Halloween, love, for, for God's sake. Keep, put your God. mask on. Yeah, but like, just for the love of fucking God, wear your mask, all right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, peace be with you to everyone. Will, good talking to you. You plug some yeah. stuff now, friend. Yeah, uh, Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. Uh, check back, depending on when this episode drops, in o- the end of October. Randy will be on that show judging our horror sequels uh, tournament. Two episodes. Uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, check that out. Uh, Septoc documentary podcast, uh, where we review a lot of cool documentary stuff. Check that out. New stuff every two weeks. Uh, and then this this show, tell your friends if you like it. And find us on social media. The yeah, tell links your, are in the yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about this show. Listen to the. Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Word of mouth, it, it does a lot. We don't put any, we don't advertise this at all uh, beyond putting it on our Twitters. You know what, Will? I just enjoy sitting here talking to you about movies. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. why I made this show, you know? Yeah, honestly. Uh, well, very cool. Uh, Randy, it's been good talking to you. Um, Absolutely. Have a good Halloween season, and we'll be back next <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>